That's right, it's time for the Weekly Review, a podcast for people who want to do a better job of organizing their lives. Whether you are new to task management or you've fallen off the wagon a few times, this podcast is for you. Now, if you haven't done your Weekly Review yet, hopefully this podcast will inspire you to do so when you finish listening, or feel free to do it while you are listening. I'm Jean McDonald, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, James Dempsey. Hi, James. How are you doing today? And have you done your weekly review? Hi, Jean. I am doing very well today, but no. Alas and alack. (laughs) Both. I have not done my weekly review. I've done bits and pieces of reviewing individual things, but a full survey of the panoply of projects (laughs) in my purview, I have not done. I'm just laughing at your alliteration not at you not finishing a weekly review no i kind of i i hope that was the case (laughs) well i have done my meow review weekly meow my weekly meow um and uh once i get this uh system you know nailed down dialed in whatever i'm gonna share it with you james and, and you We'll be able to do a weekly review every week, too, because you can't miss if you make the system doable for every week. Um, and and part of the system is doesn't have to be every week, although I do it every week because we have a podcast. And the other uh, caveat is there's eight pieces to the Meow system right now. Um, you don't have to do all eight of them for it to count. Oh, it's a okay. weekly review. So, oh, well. <laughs> I'm telling you, you can't miss. Well, I already have the you don't have to do it every week part down. <laughs> like I've got that just about perfected at this point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay, that's I'm glad you did it. That's great. Okay, well, shall we move on to the weekly to-do? Yeah, sure. Musicians, come in and sing for us. The weekly to do, yeah, the weekly to do. Gene and James are working through the weekly to do. Okay, so James, uh, weekly to do. What were you planning to do and did you do it? I was planning on doing the last thing I needed to do for my renewal of fictitious name. And since I had let it accidentally lapse in a terrible lapse of my trusted system, um, mm-hmm. that uh, I needed to republish in a newspaper. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to hand out flyers. No, I didn't have to hand um, <laughs> I had to get... 3,000 people to sign off. No, I did not have to. I just had to get a a newspaper to do that. And the paperwork came in from the county that now allows me to post that. And I did arrange to have that done. So for the next four weeks, there will be a a notice in the paper describing 
the fictitious name of my company, Tapas Software, um, <laughs> and alerting anybody who may have some problem with it. I I don't know why. I, I guess it's in case you're pretending to be somebody you're not or whatever. I don't know the exact reason, but them's the rules, so I'm going to follow it. Well, good luck with that. I I um, hope that nobody challenges your name because I can't imagine why they would. <laughs> it's not that good a name. It's <laughs> um, well. In my case, my weekly to do is to assemble some shelving cubes from IKEA. Possibly the easiest piece of sh- shelving or IKEA furniture to assemble. It's only four pieces of, um, you know, two sides, a top and a bottom. And, um, but I'm not, I didn't assemble them because uh, I'm not physically capable of getting them to line, line up. And so I'm waiting for my, my personal Ikea assembler to become available. That is my neighbor kid, uh, across the street. He's, 16 years old, he's got kind of an architectural bent ever since he was a a little kid building stuff out of boxes. I would always give him my boxes. Now I give him my boxes with stuff in them and say, please assemble this and recycle the box and here's some cash. <laughs> so it's a good deal for both of us. But I'm a little embarrassed I can't just get the cubes to to go or I, the the one cube that I opened, but I will. Um, I shouldn't be doing Alan's work anyway. Like it's, <laughs> right. there was a u- union IKEA job in my household. It's assembling IKEA furniture, and there's one person whose job it is, and he he should get first crack at it. And after all, she- I mean, he's named after the wrench that comes with <laughs> most right. IKEA furniture, so he really should do it. That's right. So. Uh, so that I, I'm quite sure will be done by next week um, because um, Alan, he knows, and also he needs money for all his video games. So <laughs> he's he's eager to assemble things for me. Now, um, for next week, I put something that falls under Red Hot Poker rubric, which even hotter because it involves a government agency. Um, I need to call the Portland Bureau of Transportation to find out what is up with my rideshare driver's permit because I feel like I'm in limbo and I can't drive for Lyft if I don't have this piece of paper. And because I don't know if, I don't know what the consequences would be, but it's not worth any consequences because driving for Lyft is a hobby for me. It's almost a profitless pursuit. <laughs> so, um, I like to do it for, you know, a, a few hours a week. It gives me a break from doing stuff in front of the computer. And I also get to meet interesting people and animals and also see parts of Portland sometimes that I haven't seen yet. But but it's not worth it, like a $1,000 fine from the city of Portland for driving without a piece of paper that Somehow Lyft is responsible for getting to me, but anyway, whatever. Bureaucracy. <coughs> um, it's it's telling that my next step is to call the Portland Bureau of Transportation instead of trying to find out from Lyft what's going on, because Lyft is 
been hard to get the straight answer out of. I don't even know if they understand what the problem is, but I'll at least be able to check off um, that I did ask the uh, PBOT, as we call them here, in the know, and uh, find out if if the permit exists, can they send me a copy? If it doesn't exist, what do I have to tell Lyft to do? And if I'm not getting satisfaction, I mean, I'm going to have to rethink whether Lyft driving is such a great hobby. That's right. Anymore. That makes sense. <laughs> so that's me for next week. How about you? Do you have a, a weekly to do for next week? Uh, yes. This. Uh this coming week, well, I'm going to be on a little trip, um, and so I'm going to pick the mundane but important unpack and do laundry as my weekly to-do. I'm glad you get to go on a trip and have to unpack and do laundry at the end of it. Um, so one of the things that I do, I, I was mentioning about driving for Lyft, another thing that I do for um kind of hobby like is i walk people's dogs <laughs> i'm a dog walker i guess Ho- you know, hopefully with their knowledge and permission yes <laughs> with their knowledge <laughs> and c- consent um i have been signed up for a couple of dog walking apps um it wasn't that much longer after I got into Lyft driving, I actually had a passenger who walked dogs for a company called WAG, and he liked it, and he recommended signing up for it. So I did, and then I also found Rover, um, and I thought, well, it would be nice to have something to do that was not sitting in the car, but still out and about. And I love dogs, and I don't have a dog right now, but I do love walking them. And so, anyway, I'm uh, kind of excited because the last week I got, um, I haven't been doing any. It's been a while. I did some before the holidays, you know, so last year um, I had a new dog client, but it was short term. And I actually hadn't, usually I turned down um, gigs that are repeating, you know, every week at the same time or that kind of, you know, walk the dog twice a week or three times a week. And because what I like about Lyft is you just turn on the app and you say, okay, I'm, I'm driving for Lyft now. And then you get rides or, you, you know, but uh, dog walking people, they don't they usually don't decide on the spur of the moment to have their dog walk. They're usually planning. Right. So that I appreciate. So I would take, I I thought, well, I'm a good person for people to call if they need somebody to fill in for their regular dog walker because I'm very flexible with my schedule. And uh, um, But I did meet a dog last week. This um, woman wanted me to meet her pit bull mix. <laughs> and I, I thought, oh, it's going to be too big or too and it was it's a puppy and i was um thinking this is probably beyond my physical um you know my physical ability to restrain a dog but we had a little introductory walk together and i really really liked this dog and it's, and he's he is actually quite well behaved for 8 month old puppy um and so now um 
I am scheduled to walk this dog twice a week for infinity on my calendar. I mean, I just put it in as a repeating task because that's what uh, the owner wants. And it's very, very close to my house. So I can walk to pick the dog up. I don't have to add driving to the mix. And I know this neighborhood really well. So walking, you know, a dog around here. But it was a bit of a psychological um, barrier for me to say, I'm just going to commit to this. But the truth is, I don't travel anymore. And I don't know when I'm going to go back to a life that has me getting on a plane every couple months, which is one of the reasons I never um, wanted to be tied down to a gig here. Mm -hmm. And I thought, it's time to just try something new. The worst that can happen is I can't really do it every week, twice a week, but, um, and they'll find somebody else. <laughs> and my little dog, my new dog charge will go to somebody else. Um, so yeah, it's kind of an, a, a big step for me <laughs> making a commitment. <laughs> uh, and, and the reason that I bring it up on this podcast is that I have used these gigs that I've been doing as a productivity tool um, because they are a way for me to get out and get some things accomplished without um, having some big project, you know, or big event that I have to plan. It's like I can say, oh, what did I do today? I, I gave three people a ride or I walked the dog, you know this dog for an hour. Mm -hmm. So I like the little wins that, you know, a gig provides like that. Um, and also I do like to have a change of pace and not be sitting in front of the computer or, you know, sitting at home. It gets me out. And in the case of dog walking, I actually get exercise, which is a bonus. Also from a productivity point of view is that I, having a regular gig like this is better for my schedule. <laughs> mm -hmm. I know the days that I'm walking this dog and I, I will keep those days mostly open. And I think that's probably like the ultimate lesson I've learned of late is that there's a full calendar level at which I'm, I start to get cranky and overwhelmed. And I sort of experienced it in the last week because of going to Florida and visiting with my family, I had pushed a lot of things to the next week. And so the week that I came back from Florida was overscheduled by my standards. And I thought, you know, I just have to keep an eye on that and say no to more things. So anyway, so it, it's, uh, it's fun. It's fun to walk dogs and it's fun to get something done. And, and and I do get paid for it. I don't get paid a lot. Um, but I can say, okay, all the dog walking money, I'll just put it aside and do one cool thing with it, you know, when it reaches X point or whatever. So, yeah, so that's my my productivity tip of the week for me personally is get a, a regular dog walking gig. Try making a commitment for a change to something outside of yourself and see what happens. Excellent. Well, that sounds like a, uh, a good and interesting change without a doubt. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, you get this like more than I do, like every so often, you know, you get a contract and then you are committed to real work. Uh, well, not to say your other work isn't real, but work, you know, that you're going to like be. Like a, a paying gig where. A paying gig. <laughs> where if I, yeah, where if, if it, where I'm like. There's stuff that I am meant to do for somebody else, yes. Right. As opposed to a lot of projects where it's something that I'm doing kind of for myself and for anybody who might be interested in it. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, as a matter of fact, I'm in the midst of a six-month contract um, at the moment. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, they're, they, they really eat into your free time. Um, that's what I find is having a full-time job really, really eats into your free time. Um, but no, for me, what I like about a contract like that is that it's, it's, you kind of have specific things that they want you to accomplish. It's, mm-hmm. it's relatively focused. It's not super long-term, but it's mm-hmm. not, you know, it's not so short-term that you just, get to know everybody like you get to know everybody and get to know the code base and then it's time to leave um so it's uh like from three to six month contracts tend to be my favorites um but yeah it definitely is there's definitely a different feel to things when you're in the midst of one and when you're not um Mm -hmm. and sometimes the other nice thing is that like when i'm in the middle of one kind of a number of months in, I start itching for being able to work on my own projects more fully and what have you. And then mm-hmm. once the contract's over and I do a bunch of work on my own projects, which are always part of James's cavalcade of profitless pursuits, um, <laughs> at least to date, um, it'd be nice to have a profitable one in there at some mm-hmm. point. But um, I start thinking, oh, you know, I should, probably should pick up a contract here or there if I can. And um, I've been very fortunate in being able to find them. So um, Mm -hmm. it's been a pretty good way to kind of move back and forth uh, between the two. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's always, I don't want to say the grass is greener um, kind of situation, but it definitely is nice to have the change of pace. Although it's, it's one of those things. It's like it's like a an oscillating wave, right? It's like I'm doing this, mm-hmm. then I'm doing this, then I'm doing this. So, like, even though there are changes within, it's been a pretty constant stream of doing those, alternating between those two things for for a number of years now. So, you could say there's always change involved, but at the same time, it's also kind of the same, mm-hmm. depending on what scale you look at. Yeah. I mean, do you find you are more productive when you have an outside commitment? No. Okay. <laughs> in terms of my other things, no. I mean, I'm okay. I'm very productive in my outside commitment, but sure. I, I tend to like whatever it is that I'm focused on tends to really grab my focus. Um, so I do find that my other commitments, they're like, my trusted system tends to be less tended to, um, Mm -hmm. because I'm more focused on kind of the problems of the, that I'm solving for the client as opposed to the things going on in my own life. 
That makes sense. Well, do you have anything else we should cover coming to commitments or regular gigs before we wrap up here? No, I think I'm good for the moment in terms of uh, of commitments and regular regular gigs. I think um, it's <clears throat> there's definitely pluses and minuses. To me, it's also about the degree of flexibility. Like I've had clients where I've had to be in the office between these certain hours, largely. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas. Um, I've had other clients um, where it's more remote work and you kind of check in a few, like maybe daily or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, you know, if you want to work very late at night, you want to work very early in the morning, you want to like however you want to divvy your day up is up to mm-hmm. you. And for me, that always works better because I mm-hmm. I tend to be uh, like my insights and in work tends to come in bursts. So, and sometimes that burst is going to happen like at six in the morning. Sometimes it might happen at nine at night. Sometimes, so I never really know. And then, mm-hmm. and then there's, there doesn't seem to be a way to manufacture that burst. So if I'm, you know, in the office from this hour to the, like from this time in the morning to this time in the afternoon, and there's like an hour where I'm kind of stumped somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. Like I'm there, but it's not the most productive hour that I would spend. It probably would have been more productive for me to been doing work maybe at seven in the morning before I even came into the office or what have you. Right. Um, so anyway, that's for me. For me, the flexibility is definitely uh, a good thing. Yeah, yeah. That's an interesting point because. That's one of the differences, as I was mentioning, about driving rideshare versus walking dogs is that the rideshare thing is relatively flexible in that I I can decide at any minute that I want to go drive. Um, I don't need to say when I'm going to be there or for how long. Of course, I could get some rides that take forever (laughs) and I'm out longer than I intended. So there's that. But that actually makes the gig a little bit more interesting because you don't know what's going to happen once you start picking up people. The dog, on the other hand, is um, a very specific time <laughs> commitment um, and, you know, sort of middle of the day. And with this particular gig, the way it works with the keys for the place, um, you know, I need to call the owner or, you know, use the the buzzer system of their apartment in order to be let in. And that means I have to call when the owner is available to buzz me in. So I can't just say, oh, I'll show up whenever, you know. The dog doesn't know the difference between 11 and 11.15, but the owner will. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) But that's okay. I think we'll see how it works out. I'll report back. Um, And... uh, I'm looking forward to it, but I would say it's time to wrap up and get back to getting things done, if you agree. Oh, yes, absolutely. Listeners, if you have any um, comments about uh, commitments to gigs, flexibility, um, what what 
kind of structure makes you work the best, we'd love to hear from you. Just share it with us. You can find us on the internet at theweeklyreview.fm, on micro.blog and Twitter. We are at The Weekly Review. And you can always email us at hello at theweeklyreview.fm. It would be great if you would rate or review this podcast. It helps us find new listeners or new listeners can find us. And it just always makes us smile to hear from you. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you at the next weekly review. Thanks. You got some things you want to get done And still enjoy a bit of organizational fun There's a lot of things